Learning Scripture, Knowing Christ. Welcome to the Hashtag One Fear Podcast. That sounds different. Did you re-record it? I, oh, uh, no. A while ago. It I told you about different. that. Maybe because it was louder? I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe the settings are changed. Your voice sounds different. Are you going through puberty? <clears throat> no, I'm still getting over my cold. And by the time this episode comes out, because like we've recorded how many, people are going to be like, how long is this guy going to be sick? <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we've recorded, well, I've recorded, this will be the fifth one in two days. Holy cow. Three days. Two and or three days. You still have a voice. I, I, well, yeah. I, I did, well, the ones I did with Ben, she, I was like, you're doing most of the talking. <laughs> so, uh, but today we have something a little different. We have Ray here, but, we were without, left alone. but without Danielle. We're going to get in trouble. And yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're introducing a new, uh, well, it's not a segment. Series? It's more, a, a, yeah, like volumes, a different type of volume of episodes. Mm-hmm. That we are entitling, at, did we decide, I remember is it Ray on Reels? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it was. But you have to say it with more spunk. Well, I I really am going to make music to it, so I might have to edit this part out and, and dip it in. That's going to be so much fun. Okay. <laughs> so here's what it's going to sound like, and hopefully Ray approves. Okay. I hope you liked it. <laughs> Uh, I hope I hopefully I can actually get it recorded so that didn't sound weird to oh, everybody. That'd be but funnier, honestly, as, that would be great. As the uh, title would give away, Ray on Reels mm-hmm. is when Ray goes down her rabbit trails. Yeah, and normally at like <laughs> one or two in the morning. And Instagram has an algorithm for me that I have no idea where they come up with it from. <laughs> it's either very interesting sense of humor or it's people deconstructing or it's straight up heretics i mean we'll find out (laughs) so we we have uh we got together in the upper room and picked a few different reels that she has come up well how how many were there 19 19. or 20 yeah 19 so we picked we're we're gonna try and get through just a couple of them so we can keep the i think there's one lady that i think we can listen she's long-winded and we can keep that all to talk about NAR mm-hmm. and NAR theology. So we're going to hold those. That's perfect because <laughs> I'm slowly working my way through Counterfeit Kingdoms. So. Oh, are you? Uh, I've yeah. been reading it the whole year, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> that slowly, okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to listen to a few. I think uh, four, maybe five or so. Dom is dictating. So, I have no idea what's happening at this point. Well, okay, so... Let's start. Are you ready? I'm so ready. All right. Then here we go. go. Uh, No. All right. To premise everything, I was like, all right, out of all of these, let's narrow it down. Give me the ones where they use scripture. And like, so we can actually pull up this scripture and go through it ourselves. And what did you say? I don't think they use any. (laughs) (laughs) There's like no, most of them did not use any scripture references, but they allude to scripture. And at those times, I'm like, wow, are you taking these way out of context? Now, this first one, 
I don't know whether or not they're making a joke. <laughs> you can't tell whether it's funny I cannot or not. tell. And uh, it's it's just something really way, way, way taken out of context. So here is the first one. Did you know that God commands men to wash dishes? Yeah, right. Yeah. Second Kings chapter 21, verse 13. I will wipe Jerusalem as a man wipeth a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I like his response. I'm like, dang, I didn't. Okay, I didn't know that was in the Bible, but it is in the Bible. It is. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> what was the reference again? Because I didn't write it down. Uh, oh, hang on, it's on my phone. I think. Okay, because I didn't. Because uh, I actually didn't pull it up because like, it's so bad. It's just that bad. Uh, because obviously, like the the writer is using that metaphorically, not as a command. You know. Okay, it's Second Kings twenty one. The specific verse they're referencing is the second half of verse 13. Verse 13? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's 15. There's 12. Or thir- okay. I will, stre- <laughs> I will stretch out over Jerusalem the measuring line used against Samaria and the plumb line used against the house of Ahab. I will wipe out Jerusalem as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. So, yeah, it's not even a literal command that a man uh, should be doing dishes. It's a metaphor. It, it's totally a metaphor. Now, the question is, should men help out at the house and, and do dishes? Absolutely. That's a very manly thing to do. My wife loves it. And I love that she loves it. She loves doing dishes? No, she, she loves, loves when do. I do them. <laughs> Will you come do mine then? <laughs> You're one person. No. <laughs> I somehow accumulate a lot of dishes. Well, it's... I, I think it's an Italian thing because it's like, how many pots and pans do you need to use for like one dish? You need it. Least, you, yeah, at I least. mean, at least two. For me, sometimes it's like three or four. So well, especially you got one for the sauce, you got one for the pasta. If yeah, if you want to, if you want to fry up some meat to uh-huh. make it a meat sauce, or saute strainer. some mushrooms, the strainer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And what? How many? Like. Stirring mechanisms that oh, you like the, <laughs> the spoon, the ladle, the fork. Yeah, it's like it depends. Oh my gosh, it depends on how what kind of pasta you use oh, too. Oh, that's another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So this first one, <laughs> this first one, we just thought it was it was hilarious because we really can't tell whether or not they're being serious. Like they're both smiling. They both they both have their their microphones. The camera angles when it goes back and forth between the guy and the girl. It doesn't look like they're in the same place, no. but I mean, I don't know, but let's You're just say right. that. I one... <laughs> didn't notice that before. Oh yeah. I broke this down. I broke it way down. <laughs> um, I just, I just don't know, but yeah, it was taken out of context. It, it reminds me almost as if, uh, do you know where baseball is in the Bible? Oh. In the beginning. <laughs> So stupid, so <laughs> dumb. I, I like that's the category. Like that's where it's categorized in my mind. What yeah. they're talking about. So, are you gonna link the reels in the description? Um, should I? I don't want people to go out and hate them. You know, I like mean, we're not we're not going out of our way to hate them. We're just pointing out, hey, here, yeah, cite your sources. This is a great error of how people can use scripture out of context. So, all right, this next one. 
Um, uh, before he plays it, this is how I knew I did a good job because he asked me to grab the remarkable, which meant he was really starting to dissect. <laughs> I knew I did good when you asked for the remarkable. Uh, so the remarkable is my uh, e-ink tablet, electrical tablet, and uh, that's where all my notes are. So if I ever lose that thing, this podcast may discontinue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, yeah. So anyway, here's the second one. We're those who talk to God. I talk to God and God boasts, the creator of the universe, the Genesis one God, the one who brooded over the deep, the one who measures the heavens with the span of his hand and all the waters in the palm of his hand. He weighs all the mountains and scales and the inhabitants are like a drop in the bucket. We're talking about that God is your father and you have audience with him. Whatever you do is a secondary calling. I don't care if you're a businessman. I don't care if you're a politician. I don't care if you're a factory worker. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom. I don't care what your calling or what your function is. Your primary calling is an intercessor. Okay, so the first thing that caught my attention was when he said, I talk to God and God moves. I feel like that's going along with the whole idea of manifestation. Yeah. It's like, you know, as long as you think something positive, something positive will happen. As long as you pray the right way, God will do something the right way. Mm. You know, it's, it just, like, it just makes me feel very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And uh, the red flags, strobe lights, neon lights, all that is just, that's just really awkward. Now, Part of what he does say is uh, pretty on point, just the way that he's approaching it and maybe using these verses is not though. Uh, For example, we do have a throne that we can approach. You know, in in, uh, Hebrews, let me search that one real quick because I didn't pull that one up either. Slacker. Sorry. (laughs) So... Hebrews 4.16 reads, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Now, that does not mean when we approach the throne of grace with confidence that he's going to give us what we ask for, literally anything. And that's kind of like what this, what this reel is almost saying, uh, what, he's, what he's getting at. What happens when we approach the throne of grace with confidence. Why do we do it? So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. It doesn't say, well, you know what? I just really want something. So I'm going to ask God, you know, I'm not like, like this guy is saying, I talk to God and God moves. That to me just seems very, very arrogant, especially in light of what Jesus said. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, like, we're going to talk about uh, being a mediator later with that, with, the, with another reel. Uh, but, you know, if we want to get to God, we got to go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things where, hey, I need some access here. You know, can you, can I, can you do me a favor and, you know, send word to, you know, it's not, it's not literally uh, like that, but we do not approach the throne of God without Christ. Yeah. 
So to say when I do something, God moves is more arrogant and more like self-deifying yeah. than anything else. I'm glad you found these. these. I know, <laughs> like, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> like what a low view of, of who God is with that one. It's kind of funny like, because like I saw like one thing in it and you're like filling in the rest of the blanks of why I should not like this real at what, all. What were some of the things the you saw? The ending was the one, the intercessor thing. It made me, I was like, no. I was like, like whenever you, you have a second calling and but the oh the pro- yeah. intercessor that was very I'm like but if you're called to something it she- doesn't matter as much if you're a stay at home mom yeah. or if you work at a factory or if you're a millionaire that's all so yeah that's and like to me like what if God calls you to be a stay at home mom like just use that exactly. as an example I'm like you're telling me that's not it then that's a little confusing yeah, yeah. that's a, initially what caught my eye with that one yeah. so we need to be aware very very aware about how things are portrayed too Mm -hmm. uh visually and with sound now this guy's voice i i didn't mind his voice there's other ones that i'm like okay calm down the emotions okay but if you listen closely what's going on in the background the cheering the the music oh the music i i um I don't know when this one's coming out, but me and Benj were talking about it when we were recording. I saw this clip of the end of uh, one of the Star Wars movies. I think it was A New Hope, where it's like they they saved everybody and they're ushered in and they're honored and everything. And you know the camera goes to this character and that character and they're all smiling at each other. Mm-hmm. But the clip does not play the music. It just makes it just oh, the sounds cool. of the people, and it's so incredibly awkward. <laughs> <laughs> or there's another one that I saw where they changed the music. So Darth Vader comes in, and it's like da 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 like that music, but it was. I think it was like Kenny D or something oh, like. <laughs> And how like the guy looks at each other, they look at each other. It's like, wow, that was really awkward, you know? My new favorite so, ones, it's it's along those <laughs> lines actually, where instead of like the noises from Star Wars, there's no noise, but it's Cardi B doing the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> that's so good. But that kind of thing, like that's how videos work. That's how people stay attached and focused on these kind of videos. So when you hear epic music in the background, then yeah, you're going to listen to what this guy has to say. And it's going to tug at your emotions. It's going to tug at at, uh, uh, at your heartstrings. So what he says, because it's caused something in my emotions to stir, this guy must be saying something right. And it- he must be on spot. To go with that, if like you're actually watching the video, the way he's carrying himself, like walking around the room and like yeah. being very animated, like he's just yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So that's one of those things you, we should be looking out for. Yeah. Um, so this third one, this is the Bethel one, right? Uh, Bill Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill Johnson, and uh, I forget what was in this one. <laughs> 
Oh, he says something along the lines, recognition of need is a qualifier. All right, so let's listen to it. There's something about awareness of need that attracts the Lord. Jesus stood before religious leaders, those who are highly trained in scriptures. He stood before them and he made this statement. He said, it's the sick that need a physician. The well don't need a physician. Of course, referring to himself as one who has come as an answer. He wasn't saying they didn't need his help. He was saying, because you don't recognize your need, I'm not here for you. I don't mean that he wouldn't have helped them. I'm just saying the recognition of need is the qualifier. For that reason, you've got these geniuses in religious training that are standing three feet away from the Messiah they've been praying for their entire life, and they don't know who he is. Yet you've got a woman caught in adultery thrown at his feet. You've got the man of the Gadarenes that is so demonized, and he falls before Jesus in worship. You've got a tax collector who's a thief. He climbs a tree to get a better view. He wants to see this Jesus. There's something about people that live with an awareness of need that can see clearly. So... Uh, the qualifier for things is recognizing the need that I need something. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we should be recognizing our place in comparison to God, who God is, you know, that that's a given, but that is not a qualifier. The qualifier in approaching God and going to him in prayer and all this other kind of stuff is the recognition that we are sinners in need of a savior. Mm-hmm. It's not because we need something. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know what context he's, he's using this need either um, because this is only a clip. It's only a reel. So I don't know if it's like, is he saying we need, we need God as our savior or we need a healing or you know, fill in the blank, whatever is God providing. So I don't know if he's saying this need uh, that he says is a qualifier that we, that we recognize this need is one or the other. Yeah. So I I just don't know. Now, just listening to this reel on its own, I feel like even not knowing it was Bethel the first time that I, or Bill Johnson, because I, I, I'm not familiar with his voice or anything. I don't, I don't listen to him. Um, the first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, he must be talking about needing like money, provision, a healing or that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So this clip by itself, that's what I would venture to think he's he's saying yeah and i mean the the clip is from bethel's account it's not from like someone yeah bill johnson ministries it's not a clip that was like taken from it like they're boosting this on their own so (laughs) yeah they're pulling in whatever they're putting out pretty much yeah but recognition of need is a qualifier he says and i what if we, okay, so if I don't recognize that I need a savior, does that mean I can't go to God? Does yeah. that mean that I cannot recognize who God is? Because sometimes I may not be aware that I need something. I, I may not even be aware that I need a savior, but the moment that I recognize who Christ is, not recognition of my need, when I recognize who Christ is, that's when I'm like, Oh, okay. I need I need Christ. And it's like I mean, 
there's some people who don't need anything. They don't need a doctor. They don't need a money. And so how are they going to know they need something like that? Yeah. Like, the quali- the, like that bol- bothered me so yeah. much. The, the qualifier is knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, like what is the gospel? You know, like if we just look at the gospel, read through Galatians, please. <laughs> like I'm, I'm almost done with my third uh, go around with it. Uh, for <laughs> with the uh, w- with studying it and uh, getting the notes together for the Bible study, but it's like you go through Galatians and you realize we really need to know the true gospel because recognizing that we have a need is not the gospel. The gospel is recognizing who the real, true Jesus is of Scripture, and of course, there's more of that. Like he. He died, came to life, and yeah. 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 So, yeah. Qualifiers. I mean, what? It just, I'm sorry. Just that word qualifiers is like, oh, so we had to abide by a different rule, a different law. Again, read Galatians, please. Read, read it in, in preparation for his study. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, there's more. Uh, Bill Johnson and uh, Bethel ones that that you gave me, but we're going to save some of that for later. Um, I, I really hope that these guys that we've listened to so far have uh, maybe, I mean, I doubt they're going to be hearing us. No. But I know that they're aware of these kinds of things being said. Oh, yeah. Take thing, Take it into account. Like, I'm not attacking you. I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm attacking your poor theology and biblical interpretation. Uh-huh. And I'm, my sleeves are rolled up. Yeah. He's literally and figuratively. <laughs> like, he's gotten very serious over there. I, like this is zeal. And if, if this is something that you cannot get on board with, then what do you put your zeal in? Cause we, a couple, well, it'd be a couple weeks ago at this point. Uh, Danielle and I talked about, you know, the Bible's pretty pivotal to Christianity. Why are we not in it more often then? It's very true. So, like, we got to do that. All right. So, make it your zeal to get in the word. And if something comes up that is against the word or is taking the word out of context and that doesn't bother you, check where your zeal is at. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying whether or not you have issues. I'm just saying, check where your zeal's at. I've made a point to check myself in the mornings before I get on my phone. I make sure to read my Bible every day, like a good little Christian. <laughs> Start my day with my Bible versus my phone. All right. So this next guy is a... He's a Catholic he's, apologist. Sorry. He's a Catholic apologist. And I'm like, this one has, I think he says somewhat of a cuss word, I think. Is it this one? I don't know. I remember. think it might be this yes, one. Yes, I think you're correct. Okay. So let me Just a let warning, me gear he it sounds up. like Sylvester Stallone in my opinion. He, he sounds stuffy too. Um, <laughs> boy, he, I, I mean, more stuffy than I am right now. I, I'm just saying. All right, let me pull it up. Here we go. The reason Christianity is dying in this country is because it's backwards. These corny evangelical Protestant churches are trying to chase the world when it should be the other way around. And that's why go to any Orthodox church, go to any Catholic church where the Latin Mass is, go to any Eastern Catholic church. Almost everyone there 
is a convert from evangelical Protestantism. Almost all of them are converts. Why? Because they see where the evangelical churches are going and they say, this is lame. This isn't Christianity. So they say, let's go to true Christianity. Let's go to real Christianity. And they go to Catholicism and Orthodoxy. You want true Christianity? Go to the Catholic Church. Go to the Eastern Orthodox Church. Go to the Oriental Orthodox Church. Go to the Church of the East. That's where you go. That's where you find true Christianity. You don't find that here in this corny evangelical Protestant. Ugh, it's disgusting. It's gross. I, it's gross. It really, really is. It really is. That's why Christianity is dying in the West. Because so many Westerners, they see that and they think that that's what Christianity is. If that's what Christianity is, no wonder nobody wants anything to do with it. But that's not what Christianity is. He's right. We shouldn't be trying to get other people to follow to what we think is right. We should be trying to get all of us, myself included, all together to follow what Jesus Christ thinks is right. That's the goal. That's the goal of Christianity. Let's follow Jesus. Don't follow me. What do I know? I'm not going to follow you. What the hell do you know? Let's all follow Jesus. And by the way, if you're really following Jesus, you're not going to churches like these. You're not. This is not how you follow Jesus. This is not. If you're going to follow Jesus, do it the right way. And this corny, American, non-denominational, evangelical Protestantism that just follows the world, that's not it. That's not how you... <laughs> it's just not. It's not. It's not. Oh, so I'm convinced because she's repeated it's not that many times. Like, I mean, come on. <sighs> Here he goes. Guys. Let's go. <laughs> okay. First of all, I know a... a a couple. <laughs> I was going to say a lot. I know a couple Catholics, and I cannot say whether or not they're going to go to heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. I can't say that for any Catholic or evangelical Protestant. Okay, the the couple of Catholics that I know, their faith is so incredibly strong. They and and they probably know the word better than most people, and. Um, as far as Protestant evangelicalism, it's, yeah, he's right. It, there's a lot of them going down, like going down the wrong path. We just listened to some, uh, some clips that were from NAR theology, new apostolic reformation. That is a kind of Christianity that is not really Christianity at all. Again, read Galatians. <laughs> okay. Now, when it comes to saying that it's like, it's corny and this and that. Who in the world do you think you are that you can make that judgment to say that there are not some of us who are evangelical that are not die hard and will die for the, for the call of the, of the gospel? All right, I'm in the word. Who do you think you are to talk about me and talk about my wife and my family and Ray Lynn in those terms? You, you ask this guy, he poses the question, what the heck do I know? What the heck do you know? Well, let me tell you, there's a lot I know. And the stuff that I do know, I know it darn well. A lot of the other stuff that I don't know, guess what? I don't know. But the stuff that I do know, I know it well. And the, the approach that you have is absolutely arrogant. Completely. Ugh. Second of all, this whole idea of Catholicism, I'm not a hundred percent against it. I like their ways of worship might be different than evangelical. I, I do like that solemnness to it. I, I, I like the, the, the calling to quietness and stuff like that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I approve of everything that's Catholic or anything as the next video that we're going to listen to. will <laughs> approve of that. Um, uh, verify that, but to go and say that Christians are leaving the church 
and coming to Catholicism is very wrong. I don't think that's accurate. That's not accurate at all. That's like, that's more of an assumption because if people are quote unquote deconstructing, their deconstructing is creating their own wants. Mm -hmm. All right. So to the question that comes up, what are you deconstructing to though? Well, people that say that they're deconstructing, they're not really thinking about where they're going to go. They're thinking about their own wants. That's what deconstructing is. I'm trying to get away from Christianity and the Bible that tells me that I can't do this certain thing or that I should think this certain way. I don't like that. I feel unaccepted by the world. So therefore I'm deconstructing to, uh, well, I guess the stuff that makes me feel good. Now there are Christians that are untangling from different things in Christianity that like what he said is totally off. And yes, you should de, uh, you should disentangle from those things because they're not scriptural. There's nothing wrong with that. Is it easy? Absolutely not. Is it incredibly hard? It, it's hurtful. That's how hard it is. So when it comes to that, come on, not everybody's going to Catholicism. I'm sure some people might be. Uh, maybe the mystical sides or, or something like that, like we, what we talked about with uh Christian mysticism, that, that derives a lot from uh, Catholicism All right, and, and different sects from Catholicism. Uh, so yeah, not going to Catholicism is not always the answer. All right. Third, if, uh, if I can remember my third one, <laughs> I should have wrote these down. I, sh- I should have wrote these down. Um, when you're saying to go to the Eastern and, and all that, and the Orthodox and the Latin, all that kind of stuff, why exactly are we going to the Latin? Why all these other ones? I don't think he, he brought up Russian Orthodox or anything, uh, but just the fact that if we're going to that, why stop there? Because if you want to go to pure Christianity, let's go all the way back to first century and look at the text in the original language just like how we try to do things here on the podcast, go to the original Greek, Koine Greek, and go from there. Okay. So going to the Latin and the Greek Orthodox, Roman Orthodox, and uh, Russian Orthodox, all these other Orthodoxes, uh, whatever, whatever they might be, all these different uh, sects of, of Catholicism, that is not the answer either. I mean, yeah, go ahead. See what the Septuagint and the Latin, Latin Vulgate might read in comparison to what the New Testament has to see how people understood it. But that is not the answer. We've got to go to the original. All right. And now I'm not saying like we should do everything in church just like the first century did. But I tell you what, they were dying for their faith. What are we doing? Precisely. Yeah. What do we know? So, what do we know? But what do I know? What I don't do know? know. All right. I do like his hair, though. He's, he's got he's pretty decent He's the one. Hair. Do you remember me sending you the one about the baptism? Uh, which one of the baptism? There's a couple the, that the I remember. The girl who got baptized in the pool with the amusement park, whatever, and he like completely overanalyzed Oh, it. that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh. We'll have to l- listen to that one sometime. Maybe the next one. <laughs> All right, so this next one is the same guy. 
a uh, Catholic apologist. Dom really likes him. I can tell. <sighs> so I think this one is a little shorter. It's talking about Mary because I, I think that's the big qualm between Protestantism and uh, Catholicism is that the Catholics high, uh, hold Mary in high regard, Mother Mary. Uh, so yeah, I'll just play it and we'll break it apart. Jesus is our mediator, not Mary. Again, yeah, Jesus is our mediator. And in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, where it says that Jesus is our mediator, if you just keep reading on, go to verse 6, it says that Jesus is our mediator who died for our salvation. So, yeah, Jesus is the one mediator who actually died and paid the price for our sins. Catholics don't believe that Mary died for our sins. We don't believe that she died and rose from the dead like Jesus. And guess what? We don't believe that Mary is a mediator. Mary is an intercessor. Big difference. There's, is there a difference between a mediator and an intercessor? See, Dom went back so, to the original uh, language the, or whatever. In, into the Greek, yeah. Yeah, he went into the Greek. So in English, it would be pretty much the same. A mediator and an intercessor are basically the same. Now the Greek... The night I found this reel was the night that I, I sent it to them. And then in the next text was, it's the same thing. I Googled it. <laughs> um, so yeah, in the English, it is that. Now, the first Timothy 2.5 that he brings up, uh, the mediator, the... Uh, let me bring it up on my phone real quick. So the Greek word is mesetis. And uh, it... it it's defined as one that acts between two parties. Now, in Galatians, because I'm bringing that up again, <laughs> it's talking about a mediator. It, at one point, the mediator was the law. It was there as like the go-between. between. So like people are aware of, you know, what is, uh, what is the reason for the law? Uh, Romans, or I'm sorry, uh, Galatians 3.19 reads, why then was the law given at all? It was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator. All right. So it was, the law was given to Moses. He was the mediator. He was that go-between. And the reason being that was needed is because humanity has transgressions that they are completely unaware of. And that was the reason for the law. Uh, so that's in Galatians. The same word is used uh, for mediator in 1 Timothy 2.5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. Uh, so, yeah. And, and yes, he's, he's correct in, in saying that Jesus uh, was the one that died for our sins and not Mary and all that, uh, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. All right. So that's verse six. So yes, he, Christ has done that. He was, uh, for, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man, Christ Jesus, Jesus. Now, because the law has been fulfilled and everything, all, all the work that Christ has done on the cross and rose from the dead. Now Christ Jesus has become that mediator. He is that go between. Remember earlier, no one comes to the father except for going through Jesus Christ, because who is he? He is the way, the truth and the life. All right. Now there's the word intercessor 
uh, that he, he explains Mary to be. In the Greek, uh, the word intercede, I'm going to be looking at Romans chapter eight, verses 26 through 27. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Uh, all right. So... Uh, in Romans, that word uh, intercedes, there, uh, it's translated twice as intercedes. Uh, th- I'm sorry. There's two words that are translated into the one word intercede. Does that make sense? Did I say that right? Say it again. <laughs> there are two Greek words that are translated as the one word in English intercede. Okay. All right. So, but the, the, uh, the uh, core word is intercede, basically. Okay. So the first one, uh, the, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Now the word intercedes is a hype. <clears throat> of course, right when I'm going to read it, it disappears off the screen. <laughs> uh, hyperintencano, hyperintencano. All right, to, to intercede for. Now the base word is the same one, that is used in the next verse uh, because the spirit intercedes for God's people. Uh, so in Tenkano, so it's, it's missing that prefix hyper. All right. So what does hyper, uh, the prefix hyper mean? And it's basically the same in English as it is in Greek. It's the muchness, the, the more, the extra we're doing extra. So in this, I'm going to read it with, with knowing that, all right, here we go. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes, the hyper one, for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Do you see what's absent there? Mary. Mary. I think it's funny. I'm like, I I honestly think it's funny. So, I mean, if you want to say that Mary intercedes, I would say that's more disrespectful towards Mary and another very low view of who God is. First of all, assuming that Mary is in heaven and having a Holy Ghost party up there, (laughs) she's a bit busy worshiping the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Second of all, why would Mary, why would we need Mary to intercede when we have the Holy Spirit himself interceding with wordless groans and who searches our, uh, our hearts and knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God? Okay. I have a question. It just hit me. That's why I've been sitting here thinking about it. Is there a reason only one of them uses hyper? I think it's in in the active. What do you mean? It, it's like right now it's happening. Okay. Whereas the other one, it's like more, it's more descriptive. Okay. Yeah. That's why I've been sitting here thinking yeah. about is why there, why one had hyper. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in accordance with the will of God, 
why would the will of God be Mary's got to do this, even though scripture says the Holy Spirit is going to do it and is doing it? Mary already did her job. Yeah. Carried for G- carried Jesus for nine months, raised him, you know. Retire. And retire. <laughs> Just retire, yeah. It's been 2,000 years. Come on. <laughs> Mary, Mary, it's time. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, It's one of those things we got to be careful with, mm-hmm. you know? Do you have anything to add with about the Catholic apologist or any uh, other ones? That Catholic apologist really bothered me. Honestly, it, it took everything in me to not save, like, every one of his reels. Because <laughs> he's just, you're right, he's very arrogant it's, yeah. with, with his mindset. And, and like I said, with the, with the one, like, I, I'm pretty sure he did use language. I mean... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he's dropping the F-bomb, but like, what the heck is, what the heck do I know? What the heck do you know? Or whatever you said. Um, I I don't know. It's, like, I'm not, I'm not saying. Does he know everything about evangelical beliefs? I, I probably not. So. Um, but, uh, well, that okay, let's say, let's put it this way. He's probably seeing only what he wants to see. Mm-hmm. Or the ones that are, you know, like, like we see. Honest youth pastor and yeah. see Lisa Childers and, and everybody and, like that. Yeah. So we're already gonna like he might be seeing those ones where they're reacting to a progressive or NAR yeah. ideology. So yeah, you probably would think badly of it, but you're not yeah. seeing it as he's addressing it as a whole. He's not even just ad- addressing that. He's more he's more lowering others uh, to make Catholicism look better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that doesn't <laughs> lowering others doesn't make you higher. Exactly. You know, uh, maybe the distance might change, uh, but you know, and and also just because churches don't do things that are uh, biblical or they do stuff that is unbiblical, doesn't mean that you're right. Hey, according to that Tim Ross one, being elevated makes you a, a prominent target. Should we? Do we want to do that one? Since we kind of, you kind of alluded to it with the did elevated I? thing, that whole elevated thing, because that's what they talk about. Which one is it? The one. And then I'll let it come out. Yes. That, was that one? Okay, here we go. I think the enemy actually helps some of us, some people get there. The higher up you go, right, the more you have elevation in people's minds, the more you have validation. So the enemy is not really interested when you're down here. That's correct. Right? That's absolutely correct. He's interested when you are up here. Mm-hmm. So if you've made that your pinnacle, he... He may very well help you get there because he wanted he, to help Jesus get there. Exactly. Because he know because, because in those people, if those things are not settled, then he knows when to unsettle. Right. So there's a bigger topple. That's exactly right. Cause he's trying to kill as many birds mm-hmm. with one stone as he can. And so he's like, Oh, I see that thing in your heart, but you're only over 500 people. Mm-hmm. I'll wait till you get to 5,000 mm-hmm. and then I'll let it come out. <laughs> so, like, I I almost, I kind of get it. I get where they're coming from. Uh, that, you know, Satan might wait. Mm-hmm. The devil might wait until a lot more people can be affected by it. But here's the thing. As intelligent and smart and biblically uh, minded uh, as the devil might be, like, he, what I mean by mind is, like, he's, oh, he knows, he knows scripture. Um, 
as uh, even though all of that, he's still a sadistic thing. And he doesn't care who it's going to affect or when it's going to affect them. He wants to take people down anytime, anywhere, as long as it could attack the heart of God. Because we are the apple of God's eye. And going after us is going after God. Now, I don't know where that's in scripture, but... But, you know, what she's saying is like, you know, he's waiting till people are elevated to make it more affected by what's going on. Really, I, I think what can happen is one person that uh, decides to open a church out in the middle of the countryside that has no more than like 50 people that go to the church maybe a hundred throughout the the next like 30 years or whatever founds this church and impacts that one person. And then they start a podcast. (laughs) I'm talking about my uncle. Okay. Yeah. So I, and I'm not saying I'm reaching millions either or anything like that, but am I being attacked constantly? All the time. Did my uncle get attacked? Constantly. All the time. That doesn't mean that Satan's tactic is going to be, let's get as many, let's wait until we can get more. He's not waiting. He can't wait. Yeah. Because what's on the line? Hell for eternity. <laughs> you know what I mean? He can't wait. So... And to me, it seems <sighs> kind of silly because like you said, there's that one person. So yeah, even if they're talking to five people... Yeah. There's a 20% chance one of them is going to. And honestly, I'm not the only one. There's been, there's a couple pastors that stemmed from the church I grew up in. That's good. Yeah. So it's just one, like it doesn't, I don't know. It was very weird. And then the whole, like the temptation of Jesus thing was weird too. That was just. In that video? Yeah. I recall. It was like. Because he was tempted with power. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the temptations of of Jesus, I think we've talked about it before. Um, You know, he provided shortcuts. Mm -hmm. And the only thing, the only stipulation was, is that Jesus had to relinquish the power he already was given. Mm -hmm. Because what happens right before the temptations? Don't make me think. (laughs) Right before the temptations is the baptism of Jesus. The Gospels have too much information in them. <laughs> There's too much of a timeline going on there. It's like one one verse is like, oh, that could take a day or two yes. <laughs> to, to break that down. Yeah. Um, I mean, it can, but it doesn't have to be. I'm just saying. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's being tempted to take some shortcuts, but he has the power of Jesus. And what does he use in combat against the devil? Scripture. So it's not the fact that he was being elevated or, or being put on this pedestal. It's not because he was the son of man or anything, the son of God. And in fact, he put his deity on the side, as Philippians explains, for the, for the time that he was on earth. He depended fully on God the Father. So to say that he was in this position where the devil could have impacted so many people, listen, he was in the position where he was fighting 
for himself and for us. And what did he use when he fought? Scripture. And he didn't take scripture out of context. No. (laughs) But guess who did? The devil. So, man, we're we're going 50 minutes or so. That's a good one. (laughs) So, again, I guess in closing, do you have any, well, do you want to do takeaways? Do you have any takeaways? Are are there takeaways? I don't know, because this is like, I think the whole thing are like, I'm going to keep sending reviews on on these reels. Yeah. Because every sure time I, I show you them, you get yeah. passionate. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess, you know, we do need to be in scripture. If we're going to combat against this kind of stuff, you know, if we're going to have, be able to have an answer for the, or for our faith, we got to be able to know our stuff. I'm not saying we need to know all the scientific backings to this argument and that argument, the timeline of the, the timelines of the gospels <laughs> or anything. And, uh, you know, where do the, all the epistles appear in acts oh, and it, and, uh, can you give a dissertation on there being more than two letters to the Corinthians? <gasps> He's saying a lot of things and I'm just like, okay. we don't need to do that. We just need, we just need to be in the word. Please be in the word, know it. Because if even if you don't understand it, something's going to come up and be like, oh. Light bulb. Light bulb. Light, like now I get it. And hey, I have this answer. I have, I have, I've got to tell you something. You know? I, th- I think if there's a problem why people are leaving the church is because churches are not preaching the Bible. Yeah. People are getting, especially this generation coming up, they don't want the emotional drive. They want honesty. They want truth. Because what has been happening in the world since 2020, especially, no one's being honest. No. <clears throat> COVID. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I, I had something in my throat. <clears> throat> oh, oh, are you COVID. okay? <clears throat> yeah. Do you need like so, a jab or anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't mean it to come out that way. (laughs) All right. So thank you for listening. And uh, hey, if you have any reels, send them to send them this way and send them them to Ray. Uh, Email us them uh, a link or anything like that. So I'll review them and make sure they're okay. (laughs) I'll make sure they'll make Dom mad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening. If you have any comments, questions, and or <clears throat> concerns, you can contact us at contact at onefear.net is our email or on Facebook and check us out on Instagram. And uh, anything else, we will direct it to Ray Lynn. That's fine. Well, I'm talking about the reels. Oh, that's fine. Reels by Ray. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Ray on reels you're gonna love it you're gonna love this series this is gonna be great (laughs) it will and per the usual live live such such good good lives. lives